Nothing important. Matt Reyes, I'm back. You're back. We're back together. We are back together. How are you guys fucking doing today? How are you doing? You know, I was thinking to myself right before I started recording, I was sitting here. Uh, I have like a pre-recording ritual. I draw a, a pentagram in blood. No, I, uh, <laughs> I scroll on my phone and that is equally as satanic. I burn my brain cells. I get on a random website, whether that be Reddit, Instagram, hop on the motherfucking safari and witness the zoo before me. All of these people competing to have their media looked at. And uh, it's a whole bunch of bullshit you have to sift through to find something interesting. But uh, as I was doing so, um, I noticed it was raining outside. And uh, I'm retarded and can't focus on anything. So you know, just like a cat, I was like, huh? It's raining? Very therapeutic. The rain is extremely therapeutic. And um, so much so that I go on YouTube before going to bed and I throw on a rain video. I don't know if you guys can hear it. You probably can't, but I can hear it. I can hear it because my daughter is napping in the living room. I throw on rain for her because I'm a decent human being. I throw on some rain, some thunderstorm rain. You hear the thunder, you know, sparingly through the recording. Black screen rain. That's what they call it. There's nothing more therapeutic than this. There's nothing that will put you in a greater state of relaxation and listening to the rain. It is a natural white noise machine. Utilize this. You have technology all around you. If any one of you who is listening to this can hear me. No, Um, no, it's it's, it's incredible. I love listening to the rain. It just puts me in a state of relaxation. And I like it. I like it a lot. Um, But yeah, I was online. Which is not relaxing. That's the opposite effect. <laughs> Being online is the opposite effect of rest. It is digital anxiety. That's what it is. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care if you're in the game, baby. I don't care if you work for media industry. If you are consuming the level of information that human beings on average consume now, and not through a healthy outlet, I'm not talking about reading. I'm not talking about experience. I'm not talking about working with your motherfucking hands. I'm not talking about at the job. I'm not talking about interactions with another human being. I'm talking about staring at a blue light. If you are consuming that much information in 2022, understand biologically we have not evolved yet to be able to be strong enough for that not to affect us. We still got some more adapting. We still got some more evolution. Um in our future, before that's fucking normal in our brains. (laughs) And so I stand with my motherfucking theory. I'm going to stand confident in my theory that the opposite of dark screen rain videos is staring at the blue light and scrolling. One is rest. The other one is anxiety, man. Is it real? Is it not real? Is the news telling me lies? Who knows? Who knows? Does it matter? It doesn't fucking matter. I'm going to talk about something I think is real and I find very interesting. Everybody likes gossip, ladies and gentlemen. I am Puerto Rican. It's in my blood. It is in my blood to enjoy some level of drama. Now, my ancestors, meaning the women in my family, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The, the the lineage of Stargate twats that just keep on shitting out human beings and then another person comes around and one of them has a twat and they shit out another human being. You understand how it happens. Right. My my maternal ancestry, 
particularly enjoys watching soap operas. In Spanish, we call them novelas, right? I have that same gene in me. I don't have the <laughs> the level of estrogen to be able to watch, you know, greased up men with no shirts smack women in their mouth. I, that's not that's not in me. But the concept of enjoying watching some level of drama and some fantasy, I enjoy this. I enjoy this. It's entertainment. So I try to take that concept and apply that to something that's a little bit more applicable to my personality, my experiences, the testosterone coursing through my motherfucking veins. Ladies and gentlemen, I like the roughest sport in this motherfucking country. I like the most brutal sport in this fucking country. The most ruthless, the wild motherfucking west of competition. I am not talking about football. That's what everybody thinks. Everybody thinks football, you know? Definitely not talking about soccer. I know that the fucking World Cup is going on right now. Uh, God bless you if you're into that, you know, which is the majority of the planet. But I am arrogant. I'm from New York. Fuck all of you. I don't. <laughs> I'm not watching soccer. I'm not watching soccer. You know what I mean? It, it looks fun. It looks cultural, right? Great. Um, and I'm not talking about basketball. Basketball is extremely soft, even though it is the greatest sport imaginable. You know, um, to think that basketball was created by a white man. Incredible irony. Incredible fucking irony, you know, uh, but staying on topic here, I'm talking about the sport of capitalism. That's the drama I like. That's what I like. I like to watch people who call themselves entrepreneurs. Uh, I pronounced that funny, right? Entrepreneur. They don't call themselves entrepreneurs because that's not a fucking word. They call themselves entrepreneurs. But what they really are. They're motherfucking cycles. <laughs> they're, motherfucking, they're just lions in the wilderness and they're taking food. And I enjoy, you know, getting into their business. Um, so I talk about Elon Musk a lot. I talk about, you know, the Jeff Bezos of the world. Um, I even talk about the late great, the guy who I think started it all. <laughs> He's not the first guy to hit multi, multi-billion dollars. He's not the first guy to be you know, the head of a highly successful company. He is, though, the Antichrist, and nobody wants to give him his credit. The individual who ushered in the technological device that is possessing our souls right now, you got one in your hand or right next to your dick and balls right now. I promise you, it's not far away from you. The CEO of Apple, not whatever the fucking new guy's name is, Tim Cook, I don't know what the fuck this guy, I don't even, I've not even watched the fucking speech that this guy's had. I'm talking about the original, the motherfucking OG, the guy we all learn to motherfucking love. You say his name, goddammit. And I, I think about these individuals and right now there's some beef between Elon Musk and um, <laughs> I guess the ghost of Steve Jobs. Um, no, there's no beef going on, but I think Elon is a thinker. I think he's a thinker. And he's like, you know, man. I got a lot right now, but I can have it all. <laughs> I can have it all. The real competition out there between Elon Musk is Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos has such an uh, individualized market that it would be very difficult. Just how entrenched Amazon is in the in society, it would be very difficult to like take that guy to his spot. So, you know, Elon being Elon, you know, not satisfied gazillionaire. Um, which, ladies and gentlemen, take a page out of his motherfucking book. If this guy can get up and go work. What is that saying that they say? 
What is that saying? They say they say uh, it's hard to wake up and go to work when you have silk pillowcases. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how much of an idiot I am. I'm pretty sure Elon has stated that he bought a tiny house and sold all his real estate, something like that. And um, I'm I have nowhere near his money, but I do have silk pillowcases. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, who, which one? Which one of us you want to follow? Which one? Of, which one of us you want to take advice from? Um, but like I was saying. Uh, take a take a page out of his book. A guy like that with that much money that works seven days a week. Oh, you gotta you gotta take some of that energy and apply it to yourself. Right now, he's trying to do what you should do in this lifetime. There's two types of mindsets to have. I'm not gonna be a fucking preacher to the gospel of capitalism. I know there's problems. I'm talking about mindsets that you should have. Uh, think about it in an evolutionary way, not evolution like we came from monkeys and we were tadpoles and we were in the primordial soup. I'm talking about in your lifetime from zero to whenever the fuck you're going to croak, however you're gonna be, how old you're going to be when you die, your personal evolution. I think two types of individuals. There's individuals who have a ceiling, and this is a metaphoric ceiling. It's just something that is above them that boxes them in. And that ceiling is set either by themselves, society, trauma, victimization, uh, low expectation, low imagination, whatever the fucking diagnosis, they have something that is above their head. So they can only grow up until a certain point. The second type of individual is a person who does not have any motherfucking ceilings. Very it's simple, isn't it? It's very fucking simple. It's somebody who does not imagine limitation. And I'm an individual where I don't have the resources, the level of success, the level of accomplishment as a billionaire, um, but I don't have ceilings or limitations on myself mentally. So it would be hypocritical for me to look at a guy who has 50 some odd billion dollars and be critical of that individual wanting to expand, right? Because that's the mindset that I have. It's not about what you have. It's about constant progression. And I think when people fall down a trap of materialism, which is completely different than being wealthy, materialism is when you spend your money on shit that don't matter and you fall in love and in lust with material objects. Wealth is a means by which great things can be accomplished. I would use the example of Elon Musk, the things he's trying to do with society. I would even insert the example of a guy like Akon who got a billion dollar loan from China and he didn't take that money and blow it on dumb shit. He lit up Africa. He's now getting a $6 billion loan. He's building his own city in Africa. He's creating his own cryptocurrency, which is going to be uh, you know, the sole currency in that city. This is when you get to those levels of consciousness, when you have that much money, it's not something to like, you know, on the lower level, people think of it like, oh, I want that money to hoard or to, no, man, it's not all materialism. You can do great things with great amounts of money. And so I have that mindset that you should not have any limitations on yourself financially, uh, that you should not have any limitations on yourself at all. I said all that to say, um, greedy ass Elon, no, <laughs> no, Elon, um, I feel like he's plotting on Apple. I feel like he's plotting on Apple. And the reason I'm okay with that concept is because I've had a little bit of a gripe with Apple. Everybody got a fucking gripe with Apple. 
Apple got some bad worms in that motherfucker. It's getting a little bit obvious. This device that was cultivated from the mind of a Steve Jobs and um, the whip marks on the back of Steve Wozniak, uh, this incredible fucking device, right? It is so great that it hasn't had any major changes to it. Any major innovation integrated into this device in a long time. I would see, I would even say major innovative changes, not really since Steve Jobs died. And you think about that. The idea man is gone and all you have is the great idea. How long does that last? How long does that last until another idea guy is born and rises to power? And I think Elon sees that shit. <laughs> He's like, no, Apple is great. It is great, but 5, 10, 15, 20 years, who's going to be making the next innovative concept to apply to this device for this company to survive? People look at things and they don't understand sustainability and longevity. Sustainability and longevity is what those two categories define greatness. And I think all great visionaries understand that if you don't have the capacity as a company to sustain innovation and you don't have the then you don't have the capacity to attempt longevity. Apple's been around for a long time. Don't get me fucking wrong. I'm not coming at Apple. I'm saying that they have a bit of a monopoly, but I'm not seeing where the innovation is coming in. I see adaptations. I see improvements. I see refinements. But there's only so much that you could polish a gold brick. After a while, the world's going to change and a gold brick is not going to be seen as valuable because maybe something else comes out that is more efficient, or more useful, or more creative. And I'm, I'm looking at Elon, man. He's saying some shit on Twitter. I'm looking. I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? I think he already threatened. I don't know if this was rumors or not because um, I should read into things more often. I have a child. I'm going to use that as my excuse. But... For the time being, I will say this as if it's a fucking fact. I'll get a tattoo of it. That's how much conviction I have that this actually happened, even though it is a foggy fucking memory, which everything is nowadays. Post-pandemic syndrome. That's my idea. Um, <laughs> I think Elon already threatened to make his own iPhone. And I'm like, that's hilarious. That's fucking... <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. The only thing that would stop people from using this device really is not um, anything that I think is like patent in a technology. I think people could get creative and you know what I'm saying? You get the right minds in the room. They could think about things and then you get the smartest people to implement those ideas. Um, I think it's brand loyalty and not in the sense of like people really loving Apple. I think people fucking hate Apple. People hate Apple because they fuck. Apple fucks people like intentionally, very hard, hard fucking that Apple gives everybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Apple gives a nice fucking to us. Um, you know, they make the devices to be broken. They, uh, you know, they do these things where like they, they make the charging insert individual so now you need the charger and then they didn't want to include the charger in the new phone and every phone comes out and it's really just like social currency why people are buying them because if you have like an iphone 10 that works almost identically to whatever fucking number they're up to right now 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not really that big of a leap. I never had the 10. I went from, uh, uh, I had like an 8 for years. Which, if you have an iPhone 8, it's really the same shit. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> it's a touch screen. It has a, a, a way better camera than you need. I don't know who the fuck is listening, but you're not a fucking cinematographer. You don't need <laughs> you don't need 19k video and to zoom to see the the stars giving each other blowjobs. You understand what I'm saying? Like you don't need all that. But it's, it, I think it's like a social currency thing. It's like the new thing came. So it's it's that type of brand loyalty that will keep people on Apple. But I think like everything, man. I think like everything. There's always like a period of. This is the way I look at shit psychologically. I think there's a period of shock. So whenever anything is implemented and people obviously hate change, they go, bah, no, no change, bah, sheeple, right? When you implement a, sh- a, s- a small change, firstly, um, you, you, you have to pull it right back. You pull it back away from them. They'll, they'll complain. They'll be like, no, I like my apple. I don't want to. So you tease, you pull it away, and then... Um, you know what I'm saying? You you implement something that's crippling that they can't live without, right? No. Um, then you reintroduce or you know, force change. I, I, I used to see Facebook do that shit all the time. They would do something and then everybody complained, I don't like this about the platform, I don't like this, and they take it away, and then like two or three months later they just throw it right back out, and then people were just too tired to complain or bored with it anymore. It wasn't like it it wasn't sensational. It didn't sensationalize any you know what I'm saying? Like there was no more emotional arousal because people are so fucking people today. You know, they're, they're, they're who they are. And they'll just move on. Um, so I think, I don't know, man. And, and does anybody think about that in 10, 15, 20 years? Is anybody thinking? I know they have one competitor. Apple has one very sadly um, <laughs> optimistic competitor, Samsung. Because for all the reasons I just shit on Apple is why I don't think Samsung is going to, like, I don't think they're going to make it. I mean, they're going to make it. They're going to continue being them. But it's like a phone for phone geeks, you know? And not everybody on the planet is a phone geek. That's a big market. They'll make a lot of money. But I'm just talking about the number. I only care about number ones. 10, 15, 20 years, who's going to, what, what phone are we going to be? Are we going to be using phones? What is a company that is going to revolutionize uh, communication? You know, I know when I say something like that, all the Christians that are listening, they get fucking, they, they break out the book, start reading me revelations. Um, no, I don't think people are going to have chips shoved up their assholes. I don't think that's what's going to happen. Maybe. But I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. You know? That's the drama I like. I like that. I like going on Twitter. And seeing Elon Musk like encroach on Apple's territory. And what can they do though? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What can they do? The world is so funny, man. If anybody who just judged me because I found that uh like enticing information, I've always been an old man. I have always been the the, the real me. Has always been not like work me or like around the friends or whatever the fuck. The real person that I am, I've always been an old man. I think things should go one way. That's just <laughs> that's the way I look at the fucking world, you know. Um, yeah, man. I think I've said it previously before too. Like my dreams, 
when I envision, I, I know people envision a life for themselves in leisure and access, as we all do. We're Americans. That's what it's, That's what being American is about, you know, wrapping your naked body in an American flag and jumping onto a pile of endless cash. That is the American fucking dream, right? Am I wrong? With an erect dick, uh, even if you're a woman, because it's America. Keep your dick, titty implants, call that man a woman. It's America. It's about freedom. And my American dream is my slice of that pie. I've always dreamt since I was a child of like living in the Upper West Side, Manhattan. This is pre-pandemic. So the Upper West Side used to be a nice neighborhood. It's like now a place where people get punched like anywhere else in New York. But I can handle it. I don't care. I'll fight a homeless man to live in the Upper West Side. <laughs> I will fight homeless people. I, that's not a problem with me. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a crazy thing that happened after the pandemic, like the, the rise of homeless MMA fighters. It's crazy. It's crazy. This is, I'm going to blame MMA for this one because I, I have walked around Manhattan and seen for many years, like homeless guys going up to these, they have like these outside ports where you could charge a phone. And phones have such a grasp on us in our society that they're people without homes. They don't have a faucet. They don't have a, a toilet, but they have a cell phone. They can still jerk off for free. That's America. But I've seen, you know, near Union Square Park, like homeless guys charging their their phones outside and watching videos. And I'm like, they have to stumble onto similar shit that I do. The Internet doesn't discriminate. It's not like the algorithm is going to say, oh, you're, you have a home and you don't have a home. So let me show you completely. No, they'll just show guys fighting videos and, and girls with big asses um, that may or may not be too young dancing. This is what the Internet does. This is what the fucking Internet does. So I assume and I'm going to place the blame on the MMA. Mixed martial arts. Uh, Dana White, you are responsible for men in Brooklyn kung fu kicking Asian women onto the train tracks. That's your fault. <laughs> you get the motherfucking blame. Because, uh, you know, can't blame. What, 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 what happened? What happened? Why did they start doing that? Homeless people in Los Angeles always fought. <laughs> I remember my girl was in downtown Los Angeles. And uh, she just depressed me, man. You ever get a picture of yourself not too long ago? It's it's longer than I thought ago. It was a picture of my second year in Los Angeles, and that's about to be six years ago. And I was like, ah, oh, my God. And I just looked so bright-eyed. My girl looked different. We were with her old roommate, Uki. He came to visit us in Los Angeles, um, Eastern European guy. And we just, like, all looked so Young and you know, starry-eyed. We were standing on, you know, in Griffith Observatory. We had the, the background of sprawling L.A. lights behind us. And I got depressed for a moment. And I was like, oh, I could just, you know, stop being a bitch and realize I'm only 30. I'm only 30, baby. I'm only 30. This is it. This is it. I don't, this is it. I'm young. Uh, but no, the picture was fucking... I, I had one tear. Anyway, why, why was I bringing that up? I was bringing that up Los Angeles... Pre-pandemic, homeless people would, would fight in LA. I grew up in New York City. You got to worry about gangs. You got to worry about, you know, one-on-ones. 
Um, gangs was really the big shit. I grew up in Harlem. There's a term in Harlem, NFO. No fair ones. No fair ones. Ladies and gentlemen, come come give me an interview. Ask me how many fights I won in my life. Every one-on-one I had. How many times I got my ass whooped? An endless amount of times because it wasn't fair. It was a lot of people. It was a lot. Um, but uh, and, and, and for everybody that's from Harlem, you know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? <laughs> it was a lot. But you would never fear the homeless. Like I grew up in the pro, the, the homeless people were scared of me. They would see what train stop I got on. They sleeping on the train. They move over and I sit down. You know what I mean? Like the homeless wasn't like that. They were the broken of society in New York. Drug addicts or, you know what I'm saying? The bullies was from the projects. And I, I went to Los Angeles and they get crazy over there. They, the homeless people fight in LA. The homeless people fight in Los Angeles. I was like, oh, y'all different. Like y'all are the gangsters. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, there's <laughs> homeless gangs out that bitch. That shit is wild. Um, so you can organize to uh, live a life of crime and the crime boss gets all the money and all you guys do hard time, um, but can't organize to get the pump. No. Uh, drugs are a hell of a drug. Any drug is a hell of a drug. You understand what the fuck I'm talking about? I was in Los Angeles. My girl called me. She was on the phone with me and she was with this uh, other girl that was a friend of hers that tried to fuck me. So we, we collectively stopped being friends with that girl. But when she was cool and she wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Being a weirdo. Um, shout out to Kim. <laughs> they was in d- downtown Los Angeles. And my girl was on the phone with me. And a homeless woman was just having like a, I guess, a schizophrenic episode in the street. And Kim is nervous. Kim is nervous because Kim grew up in, I think she was she grew up in Michigan and Atlanta. Some, some shit like, it's just what, not the, how we grew up. My girl grew up in the Bronx. She was used to seeing homeless people bug the fuck out very close to, you know, you go on a train in New York City, somebody will have a whole mental breakdown and nobody is going to lose their poker face in the whole entire car. You know what I'm saying? Pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic. So how we grew up, it was just like, you just, you look, you don't touch, you keep it pushing. If you don't engage the homeless person, they're just going to have their episode and they'll, they'll keep on moving. That's New York energy. LA's not like that. So Kim starts walking away from the homeless lady because she starts bugging out. My girl just turns around, turns her back to her. It's like, oh, whatever. She's crazy. And the homeless lady punched her in the back. <laughs> she punched her in the back. And uh, my girl wanted to beat a homeless lady up. She's like, listen, I know you're crazy, but if you do it again, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Yo, shit. You got to keep it real with a crazy person sometimes. You got to keep it real with them. You know, like, I understand you're going through horrible delusions and you're seeing something that's probably not real. You're schizophrenic. You probably thought I cursed you out, but go find your medicine because I'm about to whip your ass. Like, I'm, I'm you're going to wake up from your fucking delusion very quickly and harshly. You know? That's what shocks me about New York. I guess who the people who are being targeted by the homeless uh, crazies in New York are not the people I grew up with. <laughs> it's always like a, an Asian woman. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Leave that lady alone. Um, that could be like... <laughs> we always think about society 
and never consider the unintended consequences. It's not always malicious action, brainwashing, or like puppeteering that causes negative consequence. It's just part of the duality of reality. Is that you in the 90s and early 2000s, kung fu movies were extremely popular, and that popularity causes groups of people maybe to stereotype a group. So maybe these homeless guys, like post-pandemic, they've been under so much stress, they're reverting. That's a trauma response. They're reverting to their childhood where they were at home <laughs> watching motherfucking Enter the Dragon or some shit. And they they see the first Asian person they see, they just fucking kung fu kick them. You know, it's not malice. It's just a combination of some very unfortunate circumstances. <laughs> Somebody got to do that. I don't got the heart for that, but that just popped into my brain as an Instagram reel. Like one of those videos of a guy just kicking the shit out of some lady onto a train track, but then just putting the, the Street Fighter sound effects. Fight. Um, Jesus Christ. I never said I was a good person. I never said that. No, I am a good person. I am a good... Everybody thinks they're good. Is there, is good real. Everybody thinks they're a good person. I think everybody's full of shit. <laughs> You know what I see that I don't like? I'm online. Let me talk my shit for a moment. This whole thing comes out, creates such racial tensions. Everybody falls into the motherfucking mix. Just like every time the media decides to focus on this topic or that topic, everybody just gets hypnotized. And now all of a sudden, everybody and their, their fucking mom is a is an activist. And I see people that I know don't like black people. <laughs> That I consider them black, you know what I'm saying? Like Hispanic or, you know what I'm saying? Like they have their tendencies that are prejudiced and racist, would never date a black person, you know, treat black people a certain way, all of a sudden on the side of Hebrew Israelites. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what does the news do to you? What does the news do to you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What are we doing here? You know what I mean? You can't be giving people dirty looks because they're in the same grocery aisle as you. And then all of a sudden the news tells you, you you know what I'm saying, you're from the Lost Tribes and now you, it's black power. Like, you know, how much of that shit goes on as well? People who have self-hatred, people, and I'm talking about the Hispanic community in particular for a moment. Because I'm Puerto Rican, I can do that. I can do that. Puerto Ricans are the kings of the spicks. <laughs> right? We made it, baby. We direct slaves of America. We made it. We can come and go as we please and not get any fucking aid when hurricanes hit us. Um, they get to colonize us and we get we get plane tickets with no questions asked, baby. We made it. We're the kings. Uh, but anyway, like I was saying, in critique of the Hispanic community, for everybody that all of a sudden you know threw away their practices of Santaria or... Catholicism or Christianity or, you know what I'm saying, maybe you really got to your fucking roots after you got your ancestry results and now you worship the Taino sun god. Whatever exactly you pray to, doesn't matter. For everybody who threw away their past ideals immediately and became a, a Hebrew Israelite in 12 seconds. Um, <laughs> I question, though. I question, is it because it's the wave? Because there's a lot of people that culturally... They idolize a Spanish last name. They think that gives them some type of seniority, some type of higher class. 
than black people and they have all these racist ideals, but then something like George Floyd's incident becomes very public or this becomes, whenever it's time to march, everybody want to be down with the get down. Everybody want to be in support. But on a day-to-day interaction, I feel like that is where true character is represented. And most of these motherfuckers are racist. (laughs) Most of these motherfuckers are racist. That's why it pisses me off. I would go and I would say something like, I think Trump would be a great president for foreign relations. And that I'm particularly not sensitive to uh, racial slurs. That's just me as an individual. I don't think those things matter, racial slurs, because I think more importantly is the logical realization that if white people, we just had this situation with the coach of the Cowboys, if somebody's that old, they were racist. It doesn't matter if they're saying nice things. That's how they grew up. Grow up. Think about it. Everybody's caring about fucking words. It's like, it's so stupid. That's what pisses me off. It's the stupidity. It's the stupidity. It's like, because he said it or because he didn't say it makes you think something is different behind closed doors. Like, come on. People get angry at that. But I don't treat black people bad. In my real life, I might not black my fucking screen out. On Twitter, on Instagram, I don't do that. I don't go march for Black Lives Matter, but when I interact with human beings, I treat them equally in real life. So fucking retarded. People are so fucking stupid. I don't know. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be right this time. No. Um, Yeah, it's a trip. It's a fucking trip. I guess the point of what I was trying to say there is that if you are not looking at human beings on an individual by individual case, you're dumb. If you are not analyzing your actual actions and measuring that uh, from your social media profile and having like a real distinguished line where you can see that maybe you're an activist online and in real life, maybe you're doing things that are oppressive or more aligned with a, a mindset of like, idolizing white culture or trying to act white yourself. If you're Puerto Rican, you're Dominican, if you're Cuban, you're not white. You're not white. I didn't get my motherfucking results back. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they say. I want to fill in my family tree and and know the people that I came from and possibly get a story. But there's nothing from a spit test that anybody's going to fucking gain that's going to free them. People have to think about themselves as individuals. It's just so stupid. It's so fucking stupid and convoluted and confusing that you will be online as an activist for these organizations that are really pimping you for your emotional response. And then in your real life, you're a dickhead to people. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You might think you're smarter or you're better than somebody because your skin is lighter. That's stupidity. That's another big reason. This is, I think I'll end on this. The reason I truly hate racism and in particular in my community puerto ricans dominicans cubans people from the caribbean african-americans it's all part of my community the real reason that i hate colorism racism is because what it does is not only oppresses 
those who have dark skin um, that may be brilliant. Because you understand how intellect works. One person, a woman can have nine children and one of them is good in the brain and the rest of them are idiots. That's just the chaos of life. It's the randomness. Is the fucking randomness. One of them could be a genius. The rest of them could be retards. One of them could be a retard. The rest of them could be genius. It just, it's, that's how it is. And it's not a, a complexion thing. <clears throat> what I'm saying is it would oppress that individual and group them all in a, in a box. So everybody dark skin is one way. You don't see if an individual is intelligent and another one's a fucking idiot. Because you understand there's dark skin people that are stupid. And there's dark skin people that are geniuses. <laughs> That's how humanity works. Same thing with whites, same thing with Hispanics. But what it does as well is that if you are in that community and your own people are judging you based off intellect or success or how far you got, they will take in consideration your skin complexion. So if you have a lighter complexion, they'll attribute success or accomplishments to that. And you're just hurting yourself when you do that. You're hurting yourself, and I'm going to be selfish for a motherfucking second. I'm going to talk about myself. I'm tired of it. I want people to appreciate my genius because I'm a genius, baby. I don't want you to think it's because my, you know what I'm saying? Like, Spanish people are dumb like that. Um, Got to wake up. Got to wake up. Uh, Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is always a motherfucking good time. I'm going to log off now. Listen to the beautiful, relaxing sounds of natural rain before I walk into the other room where black screen rain is playing on YouTube on the big screen. I'm just going to be covered in rain. I hope you cover yourself in rain tonight. Until next time.